I pray this finds you having a blessed day. And uh, we are going to uh, continue on in our series of uh, faith and prayer and be looking at uh, a statement that I think is uh, one that is very simple, but yet uh, has a lot of uh, meaning behind it, especially when it comes to being able to, and I don't, I don't necessarily like to say it this way, but simplify prayer. Um, because again, I think a lot of times the reason why we find prayer maybe overwhelming um, is because we complicate it. Uh, we make it harder than it needs to be. Um, and I think sometimes people will even go to this um, extreme with it and say, well, I, the reason why I don't pray is because I really don't know what to pray for. Um, and, and that's really where the the meat of this statement from Ian Bounds is going to be, and this statement is, true prayers are born of present trials and present needs. And I want to make sure that I look at this a couple different ways. And one of those is, I guess you could almost deem it a positive way and one of them a negative way. And I guess what I what we'll do is I'm always one of those I like to have if somebody comes up to me and says, hey, I've got good news and bad news, which one you want first? I always go with the bad news first um, because I like to end on a good note. And so what we'll do is we'll look at maybe, if you want to say it again, the negative side of this. And that is, why is it so hard for the uh, modern Christian to be able to struggle in their prayer time from present trials and present needs. And I think the answer is very simple, and it's this. We are overly blessed. The majority of people who attend church on Sunday mornings, the majority of people who would call themselves followers of Christ, really are not in a daily need for Jesus. And again, understand, this is why I said this is the negative side of it. And, and why I say that is this. We feel that we can solve the majority of our problems or our trials or our needs with our own wisdom, with our own bank accounts. There are very few problems if we're just really, you know, gut-wrenching honest, there are very few problems that the modern American Christian faces today that you really need to be in prayer about. The only thing that, that can come to mind is sickness, disease, those kind of things, um, you go to the doctor and you've been given that horrible report of uh, the scans come back and they say you have fill in the blank. In those moments, we get that, f that rush of fear and it's in those moments that we recognize the desperateness of our situation and that we need Jesus. And those will drive us then to be in intimate prayer. Um, maybe a loss of a loved one. 
maybe financial um, collapse. What I'm getting at is it takes a major event in the life of the modern believer of, in America to get to the point that they daily, as this statement said, the present trial and the present need, that they daily pray for their needs. I've been blessed to serve in numerous third world countries when it comes to missions. And I'll give you an example. Um, it was, in, and I'll just, I'll just say it this way. It was in Central America. And we went into this village to do some feeding. And I'll never forget this because it had such an impact uh, on me. We would go into these villages and we would um, do a mass feeding for these people. And what would happen is as we would be doing the mass feeding or someone would be actually doing the cooking of the, the stew or, or whatever it was that we were fixing there, um, we would have a Bible story, um, a, a, kind of like maybe a play that we would act out a scene in the Bible, and we would share the gospel through that. And I remember that after we got done, we were trying to find the people in the village that maybe hadn't come out for uh, the sharing of the gospel just to make sure that everybody got some food. And I remember that as I was getting ready to walk down the road, there was this little girl. She couldn't have been more than four or five years old. And she come walking up, and she only had on underwear. She was completely filthy dirty. And as she was walking on the side of the road, she picked up a piece of plastic that was laying in a ditch, basically like a, the plastic of a Ziploc bag that we would know. And she put that plastic over her hand and she went over to where the stew was being given out and the stew was scalding hot. And she had that, she, she just stuck her hand out and they put the stew on her hand because that's, she kept telling them that's what she wanted. And as scalding hot as that stew was, she took her other hand and she just raked it in her mouth. Number one, the plastic was completely dirty and filthy. So was she. And then the burning of her hand and her mouth and, and none of that mattered to her because from what we understood this was probably the only hot meal she had received um, since the last time that this group had come there to feed this village and I just began to sit down and try to let that run over me about how in the world how in the world would I feel if that was my child? How would, how would I be if that was me? How would that change the way that I serve the Lord? How would that change my dynamic of my Christian walk? That's one of those situations that you legitimately don't know where your next meal is going to come from. I've never been in that situation. And I dare say the majority of people who live in America today that call themselves Christ followers have never been in that situation, nor has it ever even crossed their mind. Because not only can we uh, be able to have enough food in our pantries, my goodness, we can go out to a restaurant anytime that we want. Um, it, it's not like we're lacking for anything. And I think that that's part of the reason why 
that so many of us struggle in our prayer lives is because unfortunately we aren't lacking in anything. And when you don't lack in something, you don't see a need um, to be able to pursue it. And so from the standpoint of where we are in the American church and in American Christianity, we don't need to, to go to the Lord's Prayer where it says, and give us this day our daily bread. We don't need to do that because we've got our meal plans for the whole entire week. We already know, based on our schedule, what we're going to eat most of the time throughout the week if we have a family. If you go into most families that have kids right now, when it comes to school and outside uh, activities, these families have their weeks planned out. And so they already know what they're going to eat. They're not praying for their daily bread. They're not in a situation where they're in daily need of Jesus. What we've done is we've allowed ourselves to get busy with life and we just, we're on this hamster wheel to where we go Monday through Saturday and it's non-stop. We've got the week planned out. We're here, we're here, we're here. And we got to go over there and we've got to make sure we hit this deadline and we've got to make sure we have this kid at practice and we've got to make sure that we've got this over here. And it is so non-stop all the time that we don't have time to have true, legitimate, intimate prayer with Jesus. We've got our five-minute devotion that we whip out in the morning to say that we did it. We never really give a second thought to it. And we're definitely not able to quiet ourselves, to stop what's going on, and to be able to just have time in prayer. And what we have to ask ourselves is this, is the busyness that I have in my life right now good for me and good for my family? And what I mean by that is if we understand what our full biblical role is, it is to lead our families well to know Jesus. And if we ask ourselves this question, am I doing a good job right now in leading my children, in leading my spouse to know Jesus can you see that with the, the, the busyness of what's going on? And so what I'm getting at, and the reason why I say that it's negative, is because we, we are living in such a time that we have so much going on and there's so much activity that we really don't need Jesus. And what we've done is we've almost made it into, well, I need Jesus to give me rest. I need Jesus to be able to help me calm my schedule. And I say this lovingly. Jesus doesn't need to work where you got common sense. If you realize that you are overly busy and you're not spending the quality time with your family that you need to, that is on you to be able to uh, take part of your schedule and, and move it out. I remember this. When I first got into ministry as a church planner, one of the things that absolutely crushed my soul was I remember we were about two years, two and a half years uh, into the church plant. And I remember we were, we were being recognized for something. And I remember my wife made the comment to me. She said, uh, you know, she said, I feel like you've been married more to the church than you have to me over the last two and a half years. You've put more effort and emphasis on the church plant than you have me. And I'm telling you, my wife could have slapped me across the face and it wouldn't have hurt. She could have punched me in the face. She could have took a knife and stabbed me in the heart and it wouldn't have hurt worse than the words that came out of her mouth because I realized that I had failed my family because I had got so busy with doing things 
that I wasn't doing what I should have been doing. I wasn't making sure to put my family where it needed to be. I wasn't making sure that I was praying for the present trials and present needs of my family. My wife needed me. My freshly newborn son needed me. And what happens is, is we get so busy that we just, we don't really need Jesus. We just kind of do the Christian life and we're, and please pardon the example that I'm using here, but we're pulling Jesus along, kicking and screaming, trying to make him align with our day and align with our lives. Rather than us saying, you know what, Jesus, I want to submit to you. We're just kind of waking up and saying, hey, Jesus, this is what I'm doing. This is where I'm going. This is what I feel. And you need to bless it. You need to come along with me. And sometimes I think we need to just pull back and say, is that really what Jesus is saying? Is that really what he wants us to do? Does he want us to be overwhelmed, tired, grumpy, complaining, sharp with our our spouse and our kids? None of that's true. That's not where Jesus wants us. But what happens is we get into that mode because we don't see a need for prayer. Now, let's flip it over to the positive and go again with this statement. True prayers are born of present trials and present needs. What if instead of us saying, okay, this is what I'm going to be doing, and we just kind of try to drag Jesus along with us and add him to our daily stuff, What if instead we looked at it and said, okay, Jesus, here's where I'm at today. Not worrying about yesterday because we can't change yesterday. Not worried about tomorrow because we have no guarantee that we're going to be here tomorrow. But to be able to just focus on the here and the now and say, God, today is the day that you have given me. And God, here's where I'm at. This is where I'm I'm struggling. This is what I need you to do. This is where I need you to be able to move in my life. And God... Also this, I want to know what do you want from me today? What do you want me to hear today? And I know that many people may look at it and say, but but you don't understand. I've got, listen, again, if, if we've got such a busy schedule that we don't have time to be able to spend with Jesus, I'm sorry, we're wrong. There should be nothing in our lives that is so busy that it keeps us from spending time with Jesus. And not just spending time with Jesus, but making sure that we are leading our families through that as well. Being able to talk with our families and being able to share with our families. Sitting down and asking our kids, hey, you know, what went on at school today? How and and being able to find those moments when they sit down and share some things. I remember that there was a situation I was so proud of my oldest son. He was telling me that uh you know, there was this uh, young lady who this other kid was shooting spitwads at. And she kept telling him to stop and kept telling him to stop. And this boy wouldn't. And if you know my oldest son, he's not confrontational in any way. Um, he takes a lot after his mom. He's got a very genuine, pure heart. And he's so compassionate towards others. And he he come and told me that he said, you know, Dad, he said, I felt so bad for her. He said, I just went over and told that boy, hey, listen, she told you to stop. So you know what? Why don't you listen to her and stop? Because what you're doing is not nice. And he said, Dad, the kid hauled off and punched me in the stomach. And he said, you know what? It hurt. But he said, I didn't retaliate. And in that moment, I just, I was so elated 
And I know that there's a lot of men out there that would say, well, your son should have fought back. You know what? No, he shouldn't have. What he done was he modeled Jesus and he gave me an, just, I mean, he gave me a, a, a softball right there to be able to say, Joel, my goodness, what you just done was amazing. What you done is exactly what Jesus did. When Jesus had people on the cross that spit at him and pulled his beard and yanked on his beard and beat him, he didn't retaliate. He could have, but he didn't. He showed kindness and compassion. And you know what, son? I'm so proud of you because what you've done is you stood up for somebody who was hurting. That's what Jesus does. And what you've done is when somebody acted ugly towards you, you didn't retaliate in anger. And he said, and I told him, I said, I'm so proud of you. And see, it's in those moments that by being able to sit at the dinner table and just talk about our day, we're able to have those moments to where you can validate what's going on in the present because that was something that happened at school that day. And so what I'm getting at is, is when we, 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 we get rid of the busyness of our schedules, we get rid of all of the junk that's going on, all of the junk that we think is so important, in all reality, it's not. In all reality, when we sit down and we look at it and you say, if you were to go five years from now and say, is all of this stuff that I'm doing, all of this stuff that's taking up all of my time, is it really that important? You'll realize it's not. Not in the grand scheme of things. Not in your walk with the Lord. And what happens is when we focus on what's going on today, when we focus on our prayer life today, we're able to spend so much more time. It's just like right now. I know that we have a a couple of uh, older people in our church family that are not doing real well. I can just sit down and do that whole generic, you know, Lord, there's a lot of people that's sick. I pray for the sick. Or I could just sit down and say, Lord, I know specifically that, uh, you know, this person and this person are sick right now. And God, I pray that you bless them. God, I know that we're going Christmas caroling tonight at the church. And I pray that we are able to be a blessing to some of the shut-in in our community who maybe are battling loneliness right now. And that God, you would just let this be a time of encouragement in their heart. And what we can do is we can pray presently, pray for what's going on right now, this day in December in 2021, and to sit down and say, I know that uh, one of my sons is not feeling real well today, to be able to say, hey, you know what, Lord, I know that he's got a test at school today, and he doesn't feel really well, but he did put in the hard work to study. I pray that you would help him today to be able to bring back to remembrance the things that he studied for. I know that, for instance, my wife as a school teacher is going to be giving her kids um, the, the Christmas treats and stuff like that today. And I know she made a comment last night. She said, you know, I don't know if I'm able to really make an impact with these kids when it comes to teaching. And I don't know how much they're learning, but I want to know, I want them to know that I love them. And, you know, I can sit down and say, you know what, Lord, as my wife gives these treat bags to these kids today, some of those kids may not really know a whole lot about what love is. They may not have a great home life. So, God, I pray that you would show your love through my wife today. See, when we sit down and we start looking at what's going on around our lives today, there is so many ways we can be intimate in our prayer time today. Calling out, letting God know we desperately need you for so many different things. And so instead of trying to focus on what's happened in the past or instead of trying to to go into the, the future and sit down and say, God, I'm so anxious about all of these things that's going to be coming up. Let's just sit down and look at what's going on right now and say, you know what, God, this is the things that's happening today. 
This is what's happening in my life. And God, what I want to do is I want to surrender myself to you today. And I want you to use me today for your glory and your honor. So I pray this has been a blessing to you. I pray it's challenged you. And I pray it's helped you to think a little bit concerning uh, your prayer time with the Lord. And being able to look at your schedule and saying, okay, Lord, how do I need to make things line up with you properly? And uh, pray most of all, that if you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, that you would uh, understand that He loved you enough to die on a cross in your place for your sins, paid your sin debt so you could be able to spend all eternity with Him and escape that awful place called hell. That uh, you would find somebody today. Contact me. Find somebody today that you can contact and talk to them about what it means to be saved. I also ask if you don't have to, uh, if you don't mind, and, and take some time to be able to uh, rate this podcast and write a review on it. Uh, it helps the podcast to be able to show up more often and uh, be able to share this with some of your uh, people that maybe you think is struggling with some stuff. And so I pray you have a blessed day. We look forward to seeing uh, seeing you next week as we spend more time together in our time uh, in our podcast. And I pray that you have a blessed day and a blessed week.